back to the Alliance podcast with myself, Megan Hines, and Alicia Solomon, and we talk all things of challenge here. And this week, we are back once again to talk about the challenge, Ride or Dies, episode number eight. And there's been a lot happening, a lot of blowback against some players for some moves, and it's, some of it comes to fruition this episode. Others um, get themselves in more hot water. And still make some dumb decisions. So we're going to get into all that in this recap of the episode. And to start off, um, we come back in the house of Amber on Cloud9 from winning her first animation of the season of Chauncey. Um, and she said that folks don't got to come for her right now. Like, she's going to roll with him forever, obviously. And Nelson said that his hands were strapped um, with his decision. And told her, welcome to the challenge. And I was like, Nelson, this woman won on her first season. You've been here for how long? And you're telling her, welcome to the challenge. Um, this, Nelson, okay, I don't, I, I don't want to start off with slander. So let me just <laughs> take a moment. I'm just going to take a moment. Because I really don't want to start with slander. Because Nelson just... He, you know, you know how people say like it's an ick for me. Like Nelson could be an ick for me watching this show right now. Like he really just does it for me that I just like, oh. Um, I, I mean, Amber did what she needed to do. We, we kind of divulge everything what happened between Amber and Nelson, so no, no, no need to rehash. But I just feel like Nelson has to learn how to play his own game. That's the bottom line with Nelson for me. I just. Something about how he's been playing. You think he has it. You think he understands. And then he does what he does last week. And then he does what he does this week. And it's just like, okay, brother, like, you don't understand anything, actually. You know, like, like I said last week, like, he's a very emotional player. And that it's his detriment at times. Um, He's a great physical player. But it's just, like, the decision-making and him keeping people close is not as great for him in the game in the long run. Um, we'll get into more of that later on. And then Michelle said she decided to have Amber back as they become close um, this season, and that Amber has taken her under her wing, and they've been really, like, kind of like besties a little bit. Um, so we get more into their relationship this episode as well. And then Nari said that her and Elson um, had been doing well, and he she acknowledges that the lines are drawn within the vets, and also she has a sense that the vets kind of know that he is with them, but also he is with the Ricky, so like he is really playing in the middle, and he's just doing what he's doing when it fits him. And then Olivia said that she believes that her what her and Elson have is real, and I'm sorry. Y'all can you can believe it's real, Olivia, but that's not gonna last. 
I mean, she doesn't believe it's real because she broke up with him outside of the house. So not not buying anything what she's saying. You know, like she I, I get it. Like she hasn't been with someone since like over probably it's been like a, a year. So, you know, she's trying to find some companionship and she found out in Nelson, but didn't last. Um and then we see Anissa talking to Devin, and she tells him that she sees herself in Jordan and sees his growth um, throughout his challenge career. And I was like, okay, but have y'all been, y'all have not been really friends like prior to day 30. So, okay, cool. The, the whole, like, still the Jordan and Anissa dynamic is still very weird to me but they've found middle ground obviously and they've been doing great together so far this season which is still weird I mean they are quote unquote bride or dies in this house but at the end of the day Anissa and Tori have been marketed as best friends they have a show together on the side they, they do other things publicly and we all know the relationship that Tori and Jordan have so Starting with them coming into the house, I just think that it was just put together and just this whole charade of them being partners is just disingenuous, just like a lot of other partners that we saw this past season that's, you know, going on right now. But I just think that Anissa and Jordan are just pushing the storyline because that's what the editors are telling them to do. Like, that's just, it is what it is at the end of the day with this uh, Anissa and Jordan situation. Yeah. Yeah, and Jay said that he knew that if Anissa and Jordan were in power, he is immediately going to go into an emulation after what happened last week and weeks prior with him being in power. So he's going to get a lick back for sure if they get power, and it's inevitable. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Jay and Michelle have made their bed, like they said later on the episode, they're lying in it. And I think that for future seasons and episodes, they're just going to have a hard time getting past these group of vets that are there. Like, if they want to continue on to be on the show, which it seems like they do, they're not going to get past a certain point unless they beat some of these Vacation Alliance vets that's still there. Yep. And then we go to Nani's... Um, birthday party that she threw for bananas for his 40th birthday um he walked in they threw pillows they sang happy birthday um but it's really funny though because i was someone had kind of live tweeted their listen of his podcast of this week with michelle and he said that people were kind of forced to be there because like they don't really like that man but it was just funny not knowing that like everybody you saw in that room for his birthday i'm like some of them don't like that man they're just there just to be there well, duh, they live in a house together that they have no entertainment but each other to entertain. So they're going to be wherever the there's a majority of a crowd. And it's something, I mean, I feel like spending your 40th birthday on the challenge is like, aren't you tired of this? Like, aren't you, give it up. Like, give it up at some point. I just, I would, I would be like, damn, this is my life still at this point. Because like, he's retired He's gone off. He's done other things. He's done other shows. Like, 
at some point, it's like you're reflecting. You're like, damn, I'm still doing this at, at this age? At his big age. <laughs> at that. <laughs> like, I get it. If, like, other vets that are older, like Darrell and Veronica, like, they take time off and then come back. And we still like, we still like them, at least. But with Johnny, he retired. You should have said retire. Like, trying to, like, just go retire. You're great good. <laughs> Don't need you here. Um, so it was just like, yeah, you're you're here, you're cool for a moment, but we don't like you. You can go back home. And uh, he also said he felt like he was getting his ass kicked <laughs> um, with the pillows and this howl as he's going with the challenges so far. Like, you're really aging, and it's showing. So, I mean. He's a white man. What what do you expect for him to look like? I don't know. I just know like it's the the rottenness of the banana is showing. So that's it. (laughs) And then we go to Nelson and Fessy having a chat, um, talking about like their friendship and how it's kind of like been thus far in the game and they said that like if they they trust one another they can go far if in the game um even though like fessy has done him wrong in the past and we all have been waiting for a look back from nelson towards fessy but nelson um so he forgived fessy but he didn't forget so yeah uh, their friendship is very weird still to me. So I'm like, you're, this is a man that did that, and now you're trying to rehabilitate this. Good luck with that. I mean, from the jump, I feel like Fessy has shown his true character. We talked about this in the past couple of seasons with Fessy as he just keeps imploding and doing different things that's just funny. And specifically what he did with Nelson and how that whole thing played out and how Corey felt afterwards. Like, it was just a whole aftermath of how it affected the friendship of that group. And I think that for Nelson, it was like, okay, I can't talk to you. Or I, like, Nelson just is just funny. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't forgive him because he should if he wants to, if he believes that he should. I just think that the way that you, he needed to move about it. He just didn't do, he, he just... Nelson is just, uh, again, I question Nelson's judgment at this point in watching this because it's just, it, it's not comprehending for me. I'm sorry. It, it isn't. And Nelson was like, if he wanted to pay back, he could have done it, but they're still friends and they're roommates. So he was like, I have bigger threats to worry about. But you literally have a threat that is your roommate. Like, you can pit personal stuff aside and play the game logically but he can't do that because he mixes that together all the time and I feel like we've talked about this with him before on a previous season where he just can't separate personal from game and it clouds his judgment and it makes him look stupid every time and we've seen that multiple times so it's just like okay Nelson I get it you want to be friends with this man but you need to keep them at a distance. Y'all can't be besties. Like, you can't be besties with everybody. The only one bestie you have is not there. 
you can just be work friends. Like, like Fetsy said before, when he did what he did, he's like, we're work friends. We're not best friends. And that's what you need to be with some of these people in this house. Like, y'all are just trying to be friendly with everybody. But you can't do that. Y'all are trying to lend money. Like, y'all like y'all keep saying, oh, we're getting, like, we're putting people off. So, like, now, like, friendships are going to get tested. Is it really? If you're really a friend of somebody, you want to understand that it's game at the end of the day. Like, y'all can be friends when y'all leave, but when you, when it's in the game, just play for yourself. And also can't do that. He plays for everybody else, and that's his downfall. So we go to the daily challenge, and it is called Double Trouble, where one team member will begin the challenge harness to the side of a truck, and they have to maneuver their way onto four speeding cars to collect the key from the partner who is in the last car before returning to the station where they have to um, pit the key in. And they repeat this process for all four keys, and the fastest team to get this done will win. And the first team up is Olivia and Horacio. And Jordan called Horacio Spider-Man with the way that he was really just going at it um, on the harness and on the cars. Like, he was looking like Peter Parker out there. Was he? I, I, I didn't get the... Um... I didn't get Solomon or Peter Parker from that, but whatever. Um, I think that one thing for me that I was confused about with this challenge was the fact that they could fall off the car and still be qualified, but if their key fell off, that was disqualified. I like I get the key falling, but like I feel like if you fall off the car, you should also be disqualified. Like that's I don't know. When I first was seeing it, I'm like, everyone's keep falling off the car. It's just like okay. Uh, I mean, the point is to stay balanced from car to car to car. You can, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I, they that that should have been a rule. Like, cause we didn't, they didn't really exactly say like, oh, if you drop it, you're disqualified. Either they said just get it done. Until it happened, then we seen like, oh, this person's disqualified or whatever. But but once I've seen Horacio fall off the car, I'm like, oh, is that over? Like. Is he DQ'd and he kept going. I'm like, how is he able to get back up? I just feel like if you miss the mark, then you miss the mark. But I, I mean, I get it. It's not easy to go, you know, from a moving car, but still. He was doing well before he had fell, too. That's like, he was really doing well before that, but it kind of just faltered. And Olivia said that, like, his weakness is that he cracks under pressure. Um, and that kind of showed. Um, a little bit, but I think it was just a matter of like trying to get his footing too, and on the cards as well. So they still did decent uh, despite him falling off. Um, next up we had Jay Michelle, and Jay was really a lot of the guys were really skipping through the cars. Jay was one of them, like really like light on his feet, car to car. Um. And they were done really quick. Yeah, I mean, they had to at least put themselves in a position to be, if not the winners in the top winning crew so that they can have a chance. And I think that's exactly what they did because they knew the target that they had on their back. Yeah, because it was 
win or get sent into the zone as a main vote. That was all that was the choice, really. Um, and Fessel and Mariah were next, and they got all of theirs. They were good. Um, next was Amber and Chauncey, and Chauncey almost got us some full off, but he managed to get it together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of all of these couples, I kind of breezed through with watching, and after they were getting DQ'd, I was just like, okay. Yeah. Uh, then Norris and Nelson were next. Nelson dropped the key, dropped his fourth key, and DQ'd. Uh, then Casey and Kenny were next. Kenny dropped the third key. And then we get to Devin and Tori. Well, fake Tom Hardy and Tori went next. And um, Devin was thrown off the blue car, the, that last car, but he managed to get back onto it and get his key on there. But when he called himself fake, well, fat Tom Hardy, I'm like, that man looks better than you. I, that... Yeah, <laughs> the, the joke didn't land. I feel like Devin is, you know, getting better or, or has been decent in trying to get his confessional moment and have like a little punching uh, joke, but that just didn't land for me because you look, again, you're not attractive. If you would have said like less attractive Tom Party and I squinted my eyes, I could probably see it. But <laughs> you're not even the fake one. You're not fake. You're not, you're not even the DH gate version. Like, come on, let's, let's, let's stop it. Stop it. But like Tori was like, oh, he still is doing well. Like he has, he's not just like a good mental person, but he he's been getting better with his um, endurance and stamina. Like sure, cool. Just don't call yourself the fat Tom Hardy because you're not that. You're you're not him. You can't be him. Was it fat or fake? It was fat. Oh, that's you know. That, don't ever do that, <laughs> and that's a this one thing. Don't for me. Don't ever compare yourself to somebody that is above your weight class. Ever, even though he called himself the fat time Hardy, still, no. Because <laughs> him, him calling himself that reminds me of Fake Clay, and Fake Clay don't know oh, nothing yeah. like that man. <laughs> it's it's like yeah, it's like Fake Clay, Fake Drake. A lot of these people who fake little dark, like it's, it's so many people who feel like they look like somebody and think they can just get clout off of looking like somebody, which is freaking weird. Like something is wrong with the society. But yeah, Devin, you're just Devin at the end of the day, please. Yeah. And Banana the Nani were next. And the old man was doing well as well um, with his pace. And then we got to the last team, Anita and Jordan. Jordan had good pace as well. Um, and Norris called his performance attractive. I, I just I Here want that. <laughs> I just want that pause. Uh, this, <laughs> this is this is this is where we start 
the storyline set up because we already knew this was coming with Maurice and Jordan because it's been said time and time again. Tori was trying to start something back with Jordan in the house. You know, they were being sleeping together when she had asked him to sleep in the bed, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, obviously in the previews, you see Jordan and Tori having discussions and how Tori had heard some things, what Jordan was doing in the house. And, you know, she kind of felt disrespected or whatever he was doing in the house. And it's with Maurice. And not to say that there's anything wrong with them hooking up because that's their business, but I just really feel like Norris has shown that she just doesn't have good taste in men on and off camera. And so I'm, I can't really even, even be mad at her because that's just who she is. Like that's just her flavor, her taste, her style. She's just with whatever. Like I, I haven't seen her with some people that I'm just like, why are you with, why, why are you with this R&B singer? Like why are you with this person? Like why, are you, like why are you with these people? You know what I mean? Whatever. I, I really actually don't give a fuck why. It's just like when you, when I, when you see certain things, you can just infer and observe how people are. So to see her have the storyline with Jordan, that's going to progress because it also did later on this episode. And it's going to keep going on this season to build up to their storyline of them hooking up. I just hope it's not continuous, like, whenever they leave and come back kind of vibe. Because I just, that I do not want to see. I will say she also is friends with Tori's ex. (laughs) Derek. (laughs) I just had to put, I just had to say that she is Popcorn muscles himself. She is friends with him. The same man, the same man Tori cheated on to be with Jordan. <laughs> I just have to laugh. I just have to laugh. Um, but yeah. Um, so the top three for this challenge were Bananas and Nani, James Michelle, and Jordan and Nisa. But the fastest team was. Jordan and Anissa. And Jordan was laughing at Jay's face when they found out that Jordan won. And Jordan was ecstatic by that. I also saw someone was like, oh, this is Anissa. Like, Anissa won just sitting in a car and giving keys to her partner. That's it. <laughs> at least she did something. I mean, she had to find the keys and get them and get on top of So, them. like, I mean, yeah. I mean, he was moving fast, too. So, like, she had to fight him quick. So, I'm going to give her her props on that. She didn't just sit there and do nothing. She contributed to the group project. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that those are our winners. Are you okay with the winners for this episode? <laughs> I, I, I doesn't move me one way, shape, or form, actually. <laughs> doesn't even move me. But... I mean, Jordan and Nisa winning, it does now come to know what's going to happen because Jordan and Nisa have been trying to get their lick back at Jay Michelle this whole season since they kept putting them in and they had that whole argument and whatever happened. So, I mean, we know the direction of where it was going. Jay Michelle won. 
Actually, I can't even say I knew where they were going because they don't know where they're going. So Jay and Michelle winning would have been another cur- curveball, to be honest, because they just, I don't know, Michelle is just picking whatever she wants to pick at whenever she feels like it. But with Jordan and Anissa, it's a little more more concise and clear where they wanted to go because it we know where they, they stand in the house with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so we looked at the duration with Jordan and Anissa. They immediately knew who they're putting in, obviously. Obviously, it was going to be Jay and Michelle after being built. And then they had to put in everybody else that was attached to them um, in the zone. So we have Nelson and Aries, Frostio and Olivia, and Fessy and Mariah. Um, they had pondered on the dot of Chauncey and Amber, but they weren't really as much of a threat to them. And they could really just be an asset to them. So good of them for doing that. Because he also had a conversation with Chauncey previously. So he was like, hey, I'm not coming for you. I'm coming for your boys. And that's just what he did. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that Chauncey did have that conversation last week, despite any situations or qualms that happened between Nelson and Maurice last week with Amber and Chauncey. But I think that also, again, Jordan and Anissa knew exactly what they were doing. And I think them putting in Fessy and Mariah because Fessy hasn't taught game to Anissa. That's her. That's everyone's excuse. They haven't taught game, so we're gonna throw you in. Like, okay, that's such a weak ass excuse to me. But whatever. I think that at the end of the day, is no love lost between Anissa and Fessy. Like, as much as she like they have a relationship, they're really not that cool. So it's not surprising, and I feel like. Fessy kept trying to say, like, he knew where Anissa stood now, and it's okay, and it's better, and it's, and it's like, bro, you really wasn't fucking with Shorty before, like, so stop fronting, like, oh, it was, it was gonna make a big difference, because I feel like at, at any point in time, he would have snaked Anissa, but now that she made a move, and they made a move to put Fessy and Mariah up there, now it's like, oh, it's a release off of me. No, it's not, because we've seen how Fessy moves, and at the end of the day, he would have still did whatever he wanted to do. So, like, that whole sh- that whole thing with Fessy, I was, like, listening to Fessy, and I'm just like, bro, what are you even talking about right now? Like, you're really just, you really say whatever. You put on TV and say whatever with that red bandana on your head. Like, bro, what's up with you? <laughs> like, saying anything. Like, saying anything, bro. I can't. I can't. I'm like, why are you so mad? Like, it just so happens you're also friends of Nelson, who is also friends of jay all y'all are getting put in that's just what it is and it's not personal it's just game y'all don't know how to separate that and it's very weird i can't it's very weird y'all can't do that y'all are adults y'all need to put on your big people pants and think for y'all own selves because yeah y'all whatever their friendship or relationship is it's a game, and you are friends with Nelson, who is also friends and working with Jay. So you're going in. Don't be mad, and don't be mad at a woman. Stop being. Stop arguing. Like I'm. I'm not going on a rant, but what do we want? Um. So when everybody saw the list, and nobody was shocked except for Fessy and Mariah. They weren't. They were 
he was obviously he was very annoyed. Sure, cool, whatever. It is what it is. Just deal with it. You have a chance. You're not gonna be. And he was he was also worried that he was gonna be the main vote. Now, why would you be the main vote in this group of people? That's what he was really worried Honestly, about. Honestly, because because we've seen how people have been thrown in this season, and that we're supposed to be the main vote and we're never voted in. However, I feel like Jordan and Lisa are a little bit more level-headed in what they want to do. And so, even though they were put in, Anissa and Jordan were not putting Bessie Mariah as the main vote. Like, it just wasn't happening. Like, that's what he was more so worried about. That's why he got so mad. I'm like, sir, you are not the main vote. Like, they knew from the jump they're putting in Jay Michelle. Y'all just collateral. Along with Olivia and Horacio. That's it. And Michelle is um, a bit pressed that Amber was hugging everybody um, and tried to hug Michelle herself, but Michelle was not having it. And I'm just like, this is a weird little tiff between them. And Amber was like, uh, I don't know what's going on with you, but okay, cool. What's up? Yeah. And then we get to the interrogation. First start with Jay and Michelle. And jokingly, Jay was like, what did we ever do to you? Um, but obviously this was the, the lick back to them. So it's, they knew what was happening. Michelle did say that even though the game is shifting, they are willing to work with them. But at this point, how's that going to work out for y'all? I don't know. Again, this is this is another person that just be saying anything. Like the when she, when she picked the groups when they had one saying anything, saying anything now, saying anything to Amber. I just don't understand what like Michelle, Mich- Michelle is Michelle is not all the way there. Like for me, Michelle just gives me that vibe. Like she's just not all the way there. Like she gives me cuckoo cuckoo. Like she just so many like. I don't know. I don't know. She just reads as more as more as I see her on TV. I'm just like, mm, you're not, you're not together. <laughs> no. And especially with that thing with Amber too. Like she's, she's, mm-mm. Mm. I did see something, I have to like pull up the tweet again, I gotta find it, but she, from her appearance on Banana's podcast, and she had mentioned something about why she was kind of off put with Amber, but now they're cool, like, they they good, but, um, yeah, it does have really to do with, like, them not possibly going in, or, like, someone else being a vote, it is Amber just doing Amber, that's really what it was. Um, next we went to Olivia and Horacio. Um, Jordan told them they were collateral because they were attached, obviously, to Nelson, who by proxy was also attached to Jay. Um, and they were good. They they had nothing to really worry about with Jordan and Issa on their end because they have no issues with them. And they went to Nelson and Reese. And Jordan asked Nelson who he would pick if he had the safe dagger between Bessie and Olivia. And um, 
he was stuck. Also, Marie was also stuck as well because she is friendly with Mariah and Olivia as well. So they both were stuck between a hard and a black place. I mean, I, I understand Nelson's dilemma, but it's really not. Like, I feel like this was more made up of more than what it should have been because I feel like everybody was waiting for Nelson to have this moment at least to redeem himself for what Fessy had done. And I think that he would have been completely justified in just picking somebody else. Like, it didn't even have to be Olivia. It could have been some other team that was there. And just because Fessy did what he did, I would have been like, fine. But just because he was so into Olivia, now that added another layer. But it really was not that deep as it should have been, like, as it was. Like, it, it just it made no sense. Yeah, like, Nelson just, he, I feel like he sees the best in Fessy that he wants to believe. Like, he, they'll work together and be true to one another. But, like you said, Fessy has shown who he is. To him, to his face. So it 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 would have been nice to see Nelson um really have a look back because that's what the fans really wanted to see. Like, have some sense, read the room, you have a moment, act on it, but you don't. Um, and then we get to Fessel and Mariah and Jordan said that they were right in the middle, and they also said like they have they would pick Casey and Bananas over them because Fessy is besties of Casey and Mariah and Bananas got whatever they got going on, and they would pick them over Anissa and Jordan. I mean, we can get to Mariah and um, oh man. whatever. We- Get to them, in a, yeah. We can get to them another day because that is that in itself is just like, all right, girl. Like, I have, have no words. I think that Fessy again was just looking for more of an excuse to not feel bad about what he would have done to Anissa and Jordan in the long run because I do feel like at any given time he would have said their names. And I feel like when they, they did win early in the season. It really wasn't anything for them to say their names for. Like, it was so much more that was happening and at the time. But, and it was so many more rookies that were left over that you know, as Fessy plays the game, it's get the rookies out, get the rookies out, like the rest of the vets. And then they go after the people that are in the Vacation Alliance. So, I just think, again, Fessy wanted a moment to be like, all right, Anissa, you make the first move, so it's just not as, you know, I don't look like the bad guy when I make my moves. And it's like, sir, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Because, like, he told Nelson, like, I don't have to look out for you, Nisa. I'm like, okay, she's not, uh, she can worry about her own self. Like, that's why she put you in there. Like, worry about your own self. Like, you don't got to look out for her. She's a grown woman. Y'all not, y'all not this close. Y'all, y'all are work, whatever. Y'all are work friends, work acquaintances. But that's it. So you can just shut up. Um, 
And yeah. And then Amber vented to Chauncey about what happened with Michelle. And she said that she's been a good friend of her, but she noticed a little bit that Michelle hadn't been that great to her at times with how she's acted towards her. And then I was like, okay, y'all just emotional. Which for y'all is a good thing because y'all wear your hearts on the shoulders because you know Amber is a little bit sensitive. Um, so we I get it with her, it was like, dang, like, why is Michelle doing this? Michelle is shown again to be not all the way there. Um, we saw her with the situation with Nani earlier in the season. We saw how she played her game when they won twice. I mean, at this point, it's not surprising with Michelle. And I just think that because Amber figured that they were cooler than she thought, that she would have had a little bit more moment with her and had that opportunity when she went in. But to be honest, I feel like Amber should have learned her lesson last week dealing with Nelson. And even though Michelle was saying everything under the sun, like, yeah, you're my ride or die, you're my girl, like, but whatever, like, just talking, at the end of the day, these people are just saying anything. Like, she's just saying words, and you just don't know the meaning behind it. And Amber saw that firsthand dealing with Michelle. Yeah. And um, we go to the bargain, and no, Narice and Jordan are dancing at the bar. Um, we have more building for what's to come with them later on in the storyline. Um, and then Nelson tells Mariah that he's in agreement on who he picks with the dagger if he had the choice. Um, and then Michelle apologized to Amber. Um, and then Anissa and Fessy have a moment. And Anissa was trying to give him a hug. And he broke the fourth wall looking at us like, I'm not fucking with her. Okay. She's just trying to like be friendly. And you're just like, okay, whatever. Because that's how he really feels. Like, even though it was, uh, I, I guess it was a funny moment in a sense, because she was just like, uh, I'm still going to hug you, even though you're making a face. And he's, you know, had to laugh it off because he, that's exactly what he was doing. But again, she he just needed that one moment from her to just be like, all right, fuck this bitch. Like I ain't even gonna trip off it. Like it is what it is with her, and you know she's just still being herself, which is being friendly and open in the house. But Anissa also knew what was up. Like she also knew how he is. Like she's dealt with him firsthand. They've been partnered together, so she knows what he's like, and she knew. Listen, it is what it is. Uh, the main thing was that she just kept trying to reassure him that they weren't the main vote. Yeah. Like that, because he really thought that they would be the main vote, but it's like, you're not a target for them. The target was people, someone called Jay Hairline, and I can't unsee it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hairline? Yes. Because he has absolutely none. Like, he, I see why he wears beanies. And has so we've not seen this man without a a beanie or a hat. It's like really like a a cartoon character. Like it's an accessory to him. It's hairline. It's ears. It's yeah. 
don't know. So, like, they weren't worried about Fessy. They were more so ready to just target and get Hairline and Michelle out. I don't know. We need a nickname for Michelle. I don't know. But they need to get both of them out. So he had nothing to really worry about because he was just collateral. And he didn't get that. So it is what it is with him at this point. And Olivia said that she wanted to pull the dagger to keep her and Horacio safe because it will be funny to see the vets get messy a little bit. But we see that that didn't happen. I would have hoped at least, like, they would have picked it so that we would have seen at least Fessy in there um, just so that he'd be mad. That was my best-case scenario for Olivia, at least. I see it. I really didn't have a... I didn't care. I don't care for a lot of those people that were down there. So whoever went in, good luck. Yeah, I was more so just worried about Olivia and Horacio because of the of that three, I wanted them to still be back in the game because they're holding it down for the Rickies who are still there. Well, because they're the only Ricky Ricky pair even there, right. so it's just a matter of just wanting to see them go far. Because I have been waiting for Olivia and Horacio has been doing a meeting as well, so I just want to see them get by at least. Um, and Maurice told um, Nelson to put his foot aside um, in the event they were the ones to draw the dagger. And then we go to the villain. And Jordan Nisa, they pick Jay and Michelle as the direct vote. And Jordan says that either team who, any of the teams that are in the draw, they could beat Jay and Michelle. So it was a win-win for him all around. And then we go to the draw. And Olivia and Horacio, they pull a blank dagger. And then Fessel and Mariah, they pull a blank dagger as well. So that left Nelson and Reese to pull the safe dagger. And Nelson was in shambles. Yeah, Nelson was upset. And I mean, honestly, I don't know if it's just that's just how production picked it that that time again like surprise surprise because they were picking from different stations and the station that Fessy and Mariah or I think it was Olivia and um Horacio excuse me were standing at is the one that had to save that or whatever the case was at the end of the day they all mismatched and then Nelson and Arise ended up having to choose and Nelson looked like losing his shit. But honestly, again, it shouldn't have been such a hard decision for Nelson. And I feel like it it just was more dramatic than what it should have been. But, you know, we had Devin and Tori and Bananas and everyone at the top going crazy. Like, oh, my God, what is Nelson going to do? And Nelson did what we thought he was going to do. Which is make a stupid move. Yep, and he saves um Fessel and Mariah over mm. Olivia. It was like it was basically bros before hoes. And I'm like, oh Lord Jesus. So So yeah, um 
it was it is what it is with them. Like this is we're not gonna see a look back from Nelson towards Fessy. That's not happening because he doesn't have it in his heart to do that because he really believes that him and Fessy are really truly good friends. And that's not gonna happen for him. And like I mentioned, that's his downfall. Like he can't make good decisions for himself. It would have been wiser for him to get the lick back. But no. He wanted to prove something. It's not even more. just the lick back, honestly. Fessy, I feel like, could beat Nelson. And that's no shade. Like, if Mariah is way more physical with, like, matchup-wise, I feel like Fessy, Mariah, and Nelson and Reese going head-to-head, that's like, it. I'm picking Fessy and Mariah. Like, yeah, it depends on what it is. Unless it's like a puzzle-heavy situation and or something like that, I'm still. But like at the end of the day, Fessy Mariah is a better team matchup than Nelson and Reese. So I feel like at that point, Nelson could have been double justified in getting a lick back X, but also trying to get another big player out of the game because they're at the point now where the numbers are going to keep going down and they're going to have to choose people who they fuck with, they that are cool with them, whatever. So you might as well just rip the band-aid off now and just get it over with. Yeah, but it's, it's not going to happen to him because he he feels like Fessy being in the game with him is good for him because he wants to compete with the best of the best. But it's only going to take him so far with his decisions and him keeping Fessy safe like it's only gonna be so far when that happens and yeah so um olivia was just like it's it is what it is i get it he has to make a decision and it's water on the bridge and so the name of the game is called spun out and one team member will begin on the inside of a giant wheel and roll it back and forth so that their partner who's strapped on the outside of the portion outside of it will rearrange puzzle pieces on poles and solve silver one to a tower of Hanoi. And the first team to solve the puzzle will win this nation. And uh, so this really was another elimination that had the peanut gallery um, speaking up. And it was not great at all. Another elimination ruined by people who were screaming. And I think this one, it was, it was, there have been a few of these past couple of seasons that have been like, like overly egregious, but I really feel like this one, like, was like the icing on the cake. And I just think that the fact that one, Jay and Michelle couldn't hear each other, which is a problem in itself because they didn't have a fair opportunity to win. But then also, Olivia and Horacio couldn't really hear each other because they were screaming so much. And I feel like at some point, somebody needed to step in and tell the people at the top to shut the fuck up. Like, I think that should have happened way before. But, like, specifically watching this, it was really just annoying because they were screaming over each other. The people who were on the bottom in the arena couldn't were trying to scream over each other. It was just too much to the point where, like, fast forward because you couldn't hear shit and TJ blows the horn and Horacio's like, who won? Because he didn't know what was happening. Like, it was just too 
much. It was chaos. I don't understand why it's allowed to happen consistently. And it just does not give, like, it, it doesn't excite the game. Like, it's actually really annoying to, to sit there and watch how people are able to maneuver and, and try to make things happen for other teams when there's two teams that's on the floor that's supposed to be competing and they're not having an opportunity to do that. That's just, it's really just, it's, it's, it's not cool. Cause at one point, um, Davis like heard Jordan just yelling. He's like, just let us play. Y'all are doing the absolute, like they were doing the absolute most. I get it. Y'all don't like James show, but it's too much. When we hear 10 people yelling directions from one team who can't even hear each other. Like, they they couldn't even hear, like you said, they couldn't hear one another. Like, why are y'all just talking? I feel like we need to bring back the fresh meat style of having folk leave the house, keep everybody else in the house, folk leave, do the nation, come back, and, like, be, and give us that drama because it's really tired. It's too much. Yeah, I think that could be a. I'm sorry, that could be um something that happens because I really do feel like it's it's just it's going to keep happening, and it's just like, what are we what are we doing here? Like, what are we actually doing here with this? Because it's it's no way that someone is allowed to scream and overpower me to the point where I can't hear, which gives me a disadvantage. Like, that's not what, that's not, that's not what they're there for. They're there to compete. And I get, like, sure, good social game. Like, have people support you? Cool. But when, literally, Olivia and Martha cannot hear one another either. Like, y'all are impeding on the progress of them even trying to even get this done. Like, it, it was just too much, and yeah. Um. So I don't know who won. Horacio, you and Olivia won. So congratulations on y'all's win. Y'all still managed to get it through. I don't even think they even actually like heard their direction. To be honest, like like that, I feel like they're just focused on one, trying to focus on another. You know, they couldn't really hear another. But yeah, um, they won, and. Uh, yeah, it was still neck and neck though. Like even with all the screaming, like it was neck and neck. Like they just managed to get back to the their other side quicker because as I remember, like they had like Jay Michelle had their puzzle that's almost done, but Olivia and Horacio got theirs done and it went back faster. So yeah, yeah um, also Jordan said. Your reputation stays with you. And I'm like, look at him. Look at this. The pot calling the kettle black. Or nigger. Either (laughs) one. Man, please. I mean, listen, listen. I, I, I really don't understand why they brought this man back to play in our face because it's, it's really, it's, I, I can't with this show. I, like at some point, 
watching this is just like, yo, what am I watching? Yeah, because like, I get it. Y'all don't like Dream Michelle for coming at y'all. I get it. Like, and they can be snaky. Sure, I get it. Then y'all gotta deal with it. But the fact that this man really sat up there in his confessional is like, your reputation saves you. Well, sir, your reputation saves you too. If, if, even if you're trying to like do growth and do whatever you're doing with Naya. Like, sir, we see through it. Like, you, yeah, I'm trying to play in our face and we see through it. It's just funny that you it's just funny how mm. this is, has come about. And then they put them on something else. And it's like, okay, we're tired. Yeah. Just yeah. bring back Dee. I'm actually tired. Even though she don't care about what she said. Bring her back. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're bringing anybody back. they bringing anybody back. And they still haven't brought Cara back. Y'all bring them back. This one, I'm sure at some point we're going to see her again. It, it's just like performative arts at its best. I it just mm. it's it's just funny. Um but um Jay said that he was happy to get the vet stressed out a bit. Good on him for doing that. Um and then TJ leaves him with that fact that there's gonna be a twist coming soon. And everybody's like, ooh, okay. I wonder how this is going. What this is going to be, like something got to give. But the way that, like, now yeah. that they've gotten like the people who were going against the green out, they we need something to switch it up. Cause I'm tired. Yeah, I think it's it's about that time for something else to happen because the vacation lives is getting us a little comfortable, and it's starting to muck up and bore the show a little bit. So. The more discomfort they have, the better it is as the viewers because it's keeping them on their toes and it's keeping us with new material. Yep. And with that, we're going to get into some of the tweets from this episode. Um, some tweets um had the same sentiments as us, so it's regurgitated. It is what it is. But um, the first tweet is, Olivia takes her first L of the season. She admits to having real fe- real feelings for Nelson. Lord Jesus saves it. Because oh, once, yeah, you have feelings yeah, yeah. For that, once you have feelings for that man, things are going downhill. Is it feelings or is she just bored? Both. Okay. I feel like it's both. The next tweet, because everybody said the same thing. <laughs> everybody had the same emotions for this next moment. Nelson saying, "Go to the challenge about about Amber, who has won the challenge." And the photo that is accompanying it is a photo of Karen, Karen Huger from Potomac, <laughs> just looking like what? <laughs> like everybody and their mom was like, "I know you're not serious right now." I know you're not serious. <laughs> oh no, he is. Thank you, dead ass. Um, the la- next tweet 
they really trying to push just Jordan and Nisa ultimate friendship shit like we don't have eyes and Paramount Plus access to older seasons. These MFers barely look at each other before 3030. Also, wonderful attachment with this is <laughs> Tyler James Williams from Abbott Elementary just breaking the fourth wall and looking at us. Like, be serious. Y'all are not serious. <laughs> yeah. I, again, with th- these two trying to be quote-unquote ride or dies, it's I don't know who decided to story edit this season, but mm-mm. this 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 wasn't it. It wasn't. Um, the the last tweet, Nelson really said out loud. Do I save the guy who backs at me, or the girl just girl comp beast who supports me endlessly, and then save the backstabber? That's a special type of stupid, and that's why I want to leave one. Please. You know, we're going to pray for Brother Nelson to have some common sense, not even just sense, but just some common one so that he can use it wisely because it just does not show as we watch this season of Ride or Die season 38. But we're going to leave that off here. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow our Twitter page at Zoot Alliance Pod. You can follow Megan's page at Megs and Hines. You can follow my page at S5. You can watch this on YouTube at Dual Lines Podcast. And we will be back next week with someone else to talk about the challenge, season 38. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good week. Bye.